You're listening to a podcast by Lance Lambert Ministries. For more information on this ministry, visit lancelambert.org. Our audiobook, For Jacob I Have Loved, is coming soon, and we will be posting a few chapters on this podcast for you to get a limited time preview of the book. Make sure to stay tuned for the next few chapters of this one, and keep an eye and an ear out for our audiobook release date. We will begin with chapter one, called Dust and Glory, read by Matt Jamie. Let's listen. Chapter 1. Dust and Glory In the beginning of the Bible, God states in the simplest of words that The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. In that one statement, the whole constitution of man is explained. Years later, Abraham, speaking of himself, said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, who am but dust and ashes. In one of his best-loved psalms, King David wrote, For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. When man fell, he contradicted a fundamental and essential principle in his creation. Although he was made from dust, yet into that dust God had breathed spirit, and man had become a living soul. God had breathed something of himself into man. Consequently, man's makeup is threefold spirit, soul, and body. The soul of man differs from the soul of animals, or birds, or fish, in that it has this eternal element. Therefore, man can never be satisfied with the dust that he is, nor even with the mere life of his soul. Without God, man is dust. He is of the earth, earthy, mere flesh with all its energy, its creativity, even its genius, can never satisfy him. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the preacher, with profound simplicity, declares, He hath made everything beautiful in its time. Also he hath set eternity in their heart, yet so that man cannot find out the work that God hath done from the beginning even to the end. We should note the phrase, he hath set eternity in their heart. Hence, in the heart of every lost human being, in his or her spirit, there is an eternal vacuum. That vacuum can only be filled with the God of glory. With anything less, man can never be satisfied. The fact is that when he fell, man lost the very meaning of his existence. In poignant words, the Lord describes that condition. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. David states in the psalm that I have already quoted that the Lord knows our frame and remembers that we are dust, and declares that as a good human father has compassion and feeling for his children, so the Lord pities those that fear him. He describes the condition of man as frail and transient, indeed as fragile as the flowers of the field, here today and gone tomorrow. Then, by the Spirit of God, David says, But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting, upon them that fear him. For those who are in a saving and covenant relationship with God, 
Our dust is encompassed from eternity to eternity by the loving kindness, the grace and mercy of the Lord. It is a deeply moving revelation. David uses the Hebrew word hesed, translated in the quotation earlier as loving kindness. It is a word that cannot be translated by one English word. The Revised Version, American Standard Version, J.N. Darby Version and New American Standard Bible translate it as loving kindness. The King James and New King James Version translate it as mercy. Revised Standard Version as steadfast love. New International Version as love. This Hebrew word is used 246 times in the Old Testament. It speaks of the undying, persevering, steadfast, merciful, loyal covenant love of God for those who belong to him. In the Hebrew New Testament, the Greek word for grace, charis, is often translated hesed. So strong and great is God's grace that David declares in the same psalm, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards them that fear him. In other words, this steadfast love, this grace of his, is immeasurable. It is immensely powerful and strong. In our frail, worthless and transient dust, there is something eternal, but in our unsaved condition it is empty and dead. When the eternal God enters our spirit through the saving work of the Lord Jesus, we are made spiritually alive. That eternity God has placed within the heart, which I have described as an eternal vacuum, is now indwelt and filled by the Lord. A new day has dawned for us, with a new life and a new power. In the end, even the dust out of which our bodies were formed will be brought to glory. For the salvation won for us by Christ Jesus is so full and complete that it includes not only the redemption of our spirit and our soul, but even the redemption of our physical body. If ever a man was dust, a vessel of clay, it was Jacob. No other character in the Bible more clearly illustrates this. His flesh was gifted, intelligent, shrewd, discerning, and at times cunning and deceitful. He was truly of the earth, earthy. Yet no other biblical personality has had greater influence upon all that followed him than Jacob. From one point of view, Abraham was the historic turning point in the history of redemption. He is, after all, the father of all who believe. Yet the redeemed of the Lord are not called Abraham or Isaac or Moses, but they are called Jacob. God calls himself specifically the God of Jacob 21 times. The name of Jacob is eternally linked with the name of God, with the eternal purpose of God, and forever entwined with the people of God. Again, we discover that when God speaks of his relationship to Jacob, he speaks of himself as Jacob's saviour and redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. Redemption is one of the great themes of the Bible. Literally, it signifies the recovery of property or persons by a kinsman, the liberation or release made effective by the payment of a ransom, or the payment of a required price to secure the release of a convicted criminal. When we understand the meaning of redemption, we have come to the heart of the matter concerning Jacob. 
The central fact of Jacob's story is that the Lord himself was his redeemer. The story of Jacob is the illustration of that which God can do with any life he redeems. He redeems us from captivity to the powers of darkness and evil, from the power of sin, from bondage to the temporal and to vanity. He redeems us from an empty uselessness into a living union with himself. We are rescued and restored to the original purpose and, through his work of redemption, called to his eternal glory. The Apostle Peter states this simply, And the God of all grace, who called you unto his eternal glory in Christ, after that ye have suffered a little while, shall himself perfect, establish, strengthen you. This is Jacob's story. Amy Carmichael expressed all this truth in an extraordinary poem that she wrote, which came out of her own deep experience of the Lord. She entitled it, Dust and Flame. But I have seen a fiery flame take to his pure and burning heart, mere dust of earth, to wit impart his virtue, till that dust became transparent loveliness of flame. O fire of God, thou fervent flame, thy dust of earth in thee would fall, and so be lost beyond recall, transformed by thee its very name, forgotten in thine own, O flame. The amazing truth is that Jacob's name has not been lost in the debris of human history, nor has it been forgotten, as have so many other names. Incredibly, it is forever linked with God. His story is an integral part of the history of divine redemption. Only the Lord himself could bring a Jacob to such a position. Only he could bring a Jacob to his glory. The powerful work of God through the Holy Spirit was to transform Jacob into Israel, to make the redeeming work of God a reality in him. In one place, the Lord, speaking of the people of God as Jacob, says, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Fear not, thou worm, Jacob, and ye men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord takes something as worthless and as insignificant as dust and makes it material for eternal glory and beauty. He takes someone as earthbound as a worm and, by his spirit, places within the heart, within the spirit of that redeemed person, a divine homing instinct. Such a one will end at the throne of God and in the glory of God. It takes many of us who are children of God, redeemed by his grace, a lifetime to come to the simple recognition that we are dust, with all the earthbound, earth-imprisoned qualities of dust. Nevertheless, once the God of all grace takes hold of us, once he redeems us, we discover that in the Messiah we are called to his eternal glory, and nothing less. This is Jacob's story. It is also our story. The Lord will never rest until he has brought us to such glory. He will do the same work he did in Jacob, with the same power and determination, and the same boundless grace and mercy in every other Jacob whom he redeems.